Welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. My name is Uriel Kame, New York Times bestselling author, former professional athlete, and founder of Healthpreneur, the world's leading company helping health and fitness experts start and scale high-end coaching businesses. If you want to attract more clients, learn how to convert them without feeling salesy, and deliver an amazing program for them on the back end, if you want to be inspired by what others just like you have gone through and how you can do the same no matter what life goes your way, then you are in the right place. Because every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to be bringing you the best to help you take your knowledge and expertise to the next level with your health or fitness coaching business. And if you enjoy what you see and hear and would like to take your business to the next level, then I invite you to check out our free online training over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. And for now, let's get into today's episode. How's it going? Welcome back to the Healthpreneur Podcast. Yuri with you once again. I mean, who else is going to be here other than me? Today is going to be a really great episode. I say that all the time, but I think each episode gets better. I mean, maybe, maybe not, right? Today we're talking about innovation versus imitation. This is a really big concept, especially if you want to be a thought leader. And I think everyone should become a thought leader because if you're not a thought leader, then you're essentially a thought repeater. And if you want to stand out, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to stand out in this competitive space, I want to say this competitive space, I really mean the health and wellness industry. There is no shortage of ads. Like, I mean, I look at my feed, it's hilarious how many ads there are for other people talking about how to build your fitness business. It's, it's almost overwhelming. Um, and then you just scroll through the feeds and you're like, there's, there's thousands of other people doing what we do, doing what I do, doing what you do. So how do you stand out? Well, number one is if you don't get this right, you're going to end up being caught up in the shuffle. You're going to be, you know, one of the, the, the many who are just kind of treading along, not really standing out. But if you do get this right and you do this consistently, what ends up happening is this builds the foundation for longevity and longevity is one of the fastest, well, ironically, one of the best ways and maybe fastest ways to stand out in the long term, if that even makes sense. So when I talk about innovation versus imitation, there is no shortage of people who rip off other people's IP, right? So you have a great idea, you put together some kind of thing, and then uh, you find out that someone rips it off and, and, and does their thing. So for instance, there was a dude, a chiropractor, who has a company called the Health Business Accelerator, and he has a Facebook page called that, and I sent him a cease and desist. I said, hey, dude, we own the, we own the trademark for this. We've been using this for years. Um, I'd appreciate it if you take it down. Rather not get the lawyers involved. Rather not get the lawyers involved. And um, I just wanted to give you a friendly heads up. I'm just going to fix my mic here. And he's like, cool, man. Thanks for letting me know. I've taken that down. And that was done, right? So uh, I don't know if his website's down, but the Facebook page is down. But we'll talk about the website another time. Anyways, the thing is, like, your intellectual property is your intellectual property, right? You really need to, to like, you need to, th- you need to think about what goes into creating it. And then you really want to protect that. Now, I'm not saying you have to surround yourself with lawyers and sue people. That's not what this is about. But a thought leader is somebody who comes up with ideas and ways of looking at the world, which are unique from what everyone else is talking about. And for instance, there is, I don't believe there really is anything new that is being created, right? There's nothing really, I mean, 
there might be, but for the most part, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not, we're not like inventing brand new things out of thin air. What we're typically doing is we're looking at how things are and we're thinking to ourselves, how can I make this better? And so I believe that true innovation is very tough for most people. And that doesn't mean that you're not innovating. I believe you should actually innovate through imitation. So let me let me give you an example of what I mean. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to share two ways for you to generate some really cool ideas too, okay? So the first way, which is going to segue into what I'm talking about here, the first way to generate great ideas is to think about, <clears throat> excuse me, think about yes, but, or yes, and. So think about this. Um, a, a student says, sees an idea or, 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 you know, some type of concept, and they're like, that's a great idea. A teacher says, that's a great idea. How do I share that? And a thought leader says, that's a great idea. What do I think about that? And if you think of where you're at on that spectrum, it should really be like clear as day. So typically, I will think about for myself, I'm probably going to be in the teacher and the thought leader, those two categories. I try to be more in the thought leader category because I don't just want to repeat stuff. I believe, listen, if you're, according to what I just showed you, if, if you're a teacher, you're essentially a thought repeater. You're just sharing what other people said. And a really easy way for me to look at this is if I go to your Facebook page or your Facebook profile and all of you and all you've done is post other people's stuff, then you are a thought repeater. There's no reason for, for me to be like, man, this person's really like put some thought into this. That's, that's really powerful. Like, oh, they're just kind of sharing other cool stuff that they found, which is fine. But if you really want to stand out and you want to be like the preeminent dominant figure in your space, you have to become a thought leader. And in order to be a thought leader, you have to look at what is and you have to ask yourself, yes, but, or yes, and. Like, yes, this is true, but here's how I see this. Or yes, this is true, and I also think this. And so you're adding your own elements based on your experience, opinion, whatever philosophy of life. And now you're taking, you're not imitating you're taking what is and you're adding to it or detract or taking from it, right? So in some way, you're innovating based on the imitation, right? So we're not innovating just like I had a great idea of thin air that's never been like, listen, like the, the Wright brothers, they innovated flight. Like there was nothing out there like that previous, but there kind of was because they looked at birds, and they looked at, okay, wow, birds are flapping their wings. Their first plane, I think, actually had flapping wings. So if you think of even the greatest innovations of all time, those innovations are in some way, shape, or form modeled from something in existence, whether it's nature, something that's currently out there, and we're always looking at how do we make it a little bit better. Because the thing is, there's no perfect blank. Like there's no perfect computer. There's no perfect iPhone. There's no perfect car. It's almost like it's only ever getting better. So when a new car comes out, the innovation is not like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. It's small improvements to make the new model better than the previous model. So I drive a BMW M5. I friggin' love the car. It, <laughs> it brings me so much joy. 
I've had it for four and a half years. It is a beast. I sh- actually should have, I was initially thinking of calling it the beast in terms of the license plate. It, I love it. It is unbelievable. And I've, I've had this conundrum. I'm like, do I want to, I mean, I own the car full out. I'm like, do I want to get the new M5 or do I want to get another car? And so I, you know, BMW has a newer M5, you know, and I've seen it and I'm like, man, it's not that much better. Like there's nothing new, new to the point that I would be like, you know what? Yeah, let's upgrade. The only difference is four wheel drive as opposed to a rear rear wheel drive, which is what I have. And that for me is not a big enough improvement to make me want to get out of my current car and into a new car and go through that whole kind of process again. If BMW were to come out with a completely new body line, um, just something that really like blew me away, then I would consider being like, you know what? That's amazing. Like that, that's innovative. And I think they've kind of done that with the eight series. So the new M eight, which is coming out, um, I think later this year is something I'm looking at, but again, I'm looking at, you know, like, is it, is it really enough for me to move to the next level in terms of like getting out of my current car, et cetera. So remember that we're not, so the key idea here, guys, is that we're always innovating by imitating. Okay, that's, that's what I'm trying to get across here is you're always innovating by imitating. But the key is that you can't just imitate people and take it as your own. You look at something and you're looking at, you're like, you know what? This is good, but I can make it better. This makes sense, but here's how I would add to this. Now, in some cases, you do have to give attribution, right? So I'll be super transparent. Like some of the worksheets that I put together have been inspired by other coaches that I've worked with. And I'll put that like on the worksheet itself, like adapted from the work of so-and-so. And I'm very, very transparent about that because if I haven't changed it enough to make it my own, I shouldn't call it my own. Right. But if, if, you know, if, if I see an initial concept or an idea and I'm like, you know, that's cool. I'm going to really kind of take that to the next level. Then it kind of becomes your own thing. But what we want to avoid is we want to avoid imitating people or copying people flat out because now you're really adding zero value to the marketplace. You're just one more person beating the same drum and there's no new perspective there. And I think that quite honestly, that's a waste of time. So I want to challenge you and I want to encourage you to think of becoming a thought leader. And you don't need to have the title of a thought leader because a thought leader is not like something you're ordained with. It's not like, you know, becoming a knight. It's something you become over time because you share your thoughts over and over and over again. The people that are on TEDx and all this kind of stuff, these are people who are thought leaders, right? They've, they've mastered one area. They've put enough time into it to really give some type of distinction to this idea, whether it's, you know, gratitude, happiness, you know, confidence, whatever it is. So that's the first way to generate great ideas is to look at what currently exists and asking yourself, yes, but or yes, and. Okay, so yes, this makes sense. But, you know, here's my thing about that. And we see this already. I mean, we look at... um, So if we look at Bulletproof Coffee, okay? So if we look at Bulletproof Coffee as... I would say that Bulletproof Coffee was probably a 
pure innovative idea, right? You know, Dave Asprey did a great job with that. That's there really wasn't anything like that before he came up with it. Like it was, you know, based on his own research, based on you know what he believed to be true for, you know, the benefits of that, and he literally innovated that idea. Now we've seen variations of that over time, where people are talking about well. Here's an innovative approach to, it's not called bulletproof, but it's called, you know, uh, what upgraded coffee or something else. And it's a variation where they like they use a dirt, like yak butter instead of cow butter or whatever. And so they're making small little incremental improvements. So they're innovating based on something that's already in existence. But again, very, very seldomly are we purely innovating something completely new. But if you do have a breakthrough idea like that, that's pretty cool. So that's the first way to generate great ideas. The second way, which is a really great way to start for most people, is to start with quotes. So if you look, there's no shortage of quotes. If you go to, I don't know, uh, motivation quotes and type it into Google, okay? So let's just actually, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, let's do a little exercise together. I'm gonna type in motivation quotes on the Googles. And we are going to see what pops up, yeah. So that was my uh, my German my German self. I apologize for any Germans listening. I love German, by the way. It's the best language. I don't know how to speak it, but I want to. Okay, so here is an example. So this is a quote by Norman Vincent Peale. And it says, believe in yourself, have faith in your abilities without a humble but reasonable confidence in your own powers, you cannot be successful or happy. Okay, so if you want to talk about something around the idea of motivation or believe in yourself, you could start with that quote. And here's what most people do, okay? Most people are going to take this quote, they're going to create an image, and they're going to put Norman Vincent Peale's name on the bottom of it, and they're going to post that on Instagram. It's like, hey, cool, thanks so much for sharing someone else's quote. You've added zero value to my life um, other than repurposing someone else's stuff. What I would, so what I'm trying to get at with this is you're not going to rip his quote, copy, paste it, and put your name under it. You're going to look at this as a starting point, and you're going to ask yourself, is this something that I can add some discussion to? Is this a, a kind of a foundation from which I can use my own perspective on self-belief and whatever and maybe come up with my own quote or my own idea? So that's one example. Let's look at another one. Um, so Walt Disney, if you can dream it, you can do it. Okay, cool. So let's start with that. And I'm not saying, you, I'm not, so remember, I'm not, I'm not just talking about creating quotes here. I'm not talking about just creating quotes. I'm talking about using these quotes as a foundation from which you can build ideas. So if you believe that, um, you know, part of your platform is talking about, you know, if you can dream it, you can, you can do it. Or if you can dream it, you can achieve it, however you want to call it. Start with that as a starting point and look at, okay, how can I add to that? Or what, like, it's it's kind of like a, a yes, but, or yes, and, right? So it kind of leads to the next thing. So how can you add your own perspective to this quote? Now, I can't really think of an idea for this one, um, but let's see what else we can find here. Okay, so how about this one? Um do not wait. So this is by George Herbert, if that's if he's French, I'm not sure. Do not wait. The time will never be just right. Start where you stand and work with whatever tools you may have at your command and better tools will be found as you go along. 
So you could, let's say you wanted to talk about procrastination, right? And you weren't really sure about how to start talking about procrastination. Well, here's uh, some kindling for your fire. It's like, don't wait. The time will never be just right. All right, cool. Let me start with that. Um, So I want to talk about procrastination, how to end it, right? So for instance, like there is no perfect time to start, right? I talk about how a lot of people wait for their ducks to be in a row, but by that point, there'll be no more ducks, okay? So you want to kind of take an idea that's currently circulating in the world because we're all collective consciousness, right? There's no new ideas really, as we've talked about. We're just taking what's there and we're putting our own spin on it. We're presenting, we're packaging it in a new way. We're not copying and pasting. We're taking that idea, the idea, not the word-for-word quotes. That, and that's the big thing here. So the idea behind this quote is procrastination. See, sometimes when you have a tough time coming up with ideas, you just need to be stimulated and you just have to look at a quote or something to get the wheels going, right? Um, for instance, like George Whitefield says, press forward, do not stop, do not linger in your journey, but strive for the mark set before you. Maybe you don't agree with that right? Maybe like, you're like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't press forward. Everyone talks about pressing forward and keep going and persisting. Well, what if you're not doing the right thing? Maybe you should pivot. So you can take these ideas and you're like, you know, do I agree with that? Do I not agree with that? Do I, how do I add my own kind of thing to it? So two ways to innovate by imitating is you start with quotes, use that as a foundation from which you can build your own thought leadership. And number two is with those quotes or within the idea that you really come across is asking yourself, yes, but, or yes, and, and now you're adding your own two cents to the discussion. So that's how I look at innovating versus imitating. But remember, true innovation, I think a lot of times is coming from imitation. And Remember that a lot of the biggest companies in the world are not innovating brand new solutions. Like look at Samsung Samsung Galaxy. I don't think, I mean, I don't know the exact trajectory of this company, but okay, so let's so Steve Jobs created the iPod, right? That is a true blank slate innovative idea. Like no one else was even doing something remotely similar to that. Like that was like out of the ethers, here's an idea, change the world. So now, what has everyone else done? Well, they copied Apple, but they didn't copy it. They imitated it to innovate on their own. So people talk about the Samsung Galaxy being better than the iPhone. I don't know because I haven't used it, but that might be true. So they looked at the iPhone. They said, okay, here's this amazing thing that everyone wants and loves. How do we make it better? Right? And that's, I think, where the true power is because there's a saying that um, trailblazers end up with arrows in their back. Right, So sometimes you come up with a great idea you think is going to be amazing and it sucks. Sometimes it's amazing. But sometimes and very often it's a lot safer to kind of piggyback on what is already working well or a really great idea and look at how do we make this better? How do I, like, how do I think about this? So how does this apply to your business? Quite honestly, I don't know. Okay, um, <laughs> That's the truth because you have to figure out, I don't know your business. I don't know the way it's building. I don't know like I don't know your business model. I don't know how you're marketing. I don't know how you're coaching your clients. But there are ways through which you can learn what you're doing and from some other people, okay? And if it applies to your business, modify, innovate, expand, take it to the next level based on what's going to apply to your business. So that's really 
what I'm trying to get across here is that um, remember that we always want to give credit where credit is due. So if you're you know, full on copying someone, just say, hey, listen, this is so-and-so's work. If you are adapting that person's work, you can just say, listen, this, is, this inspired me to, this person's work inspired me to do X, Y, Z. Or you just kind of use that initial idea as the, the fundamental thinking ground from which you can take things to the next level. And really that becomes your own thing. So that's what I believe to be true innovation by first imitation. Uh, but remember, it's not copying. All right. So anyways, if uh, this makes sense to you, that's great. Uh, I'd love for you to hit me up on the Instagrams. Actually, if you look at my Instagram account, okay, that's a great example of, I think, thought leadership because a lot of my all my quotes are my own quotes. But a lot of those quotes weren't like, oh, my God, I had this great idea like in a meditation. Many of those quotes were inspired by other quotes. And I'm like, I don't really agree with that quote fully. But I like the, the initial idea for it. Let me make it my own. So if you go to my Instagram account, at Healthpreneur1, and you just kind of look through my feed, you'll get an example of what I'm talking about. Like, all of my quotes are my name. I'm not reposting other people's stuff because I don't believe in that. I Here's another example. I never wore a soccer jersey with another person's name on it. Never. Like, seriously. This is how much, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just a, a crazy spaz you know, fanatical about this, but I never believed that I should wear someone else's name on my back. I want to wear my name on my back because I am my own person. Why would I wear like a Real Madrid shirt with Ronaldo or now Juventus shirt with Ronaldo's name on the back? Why? Why? I want to become the best version of myself. I don't want to become someone else. And with my kids, same thing. I mean, they've got a couple Barcelona jerseys now with like Messi on them and stuff. And that's okay because Messi is a good player. But I also I also challenge them like, hey, guys, like as you get older, I would love for you to have your name on your own shirt, right? Because you want to be the person other people imitate. You want to be the person other people wear in the back of their shirts. You want to be the person leading the way, not following everyone else. I would rather any day of the week, I would much rather be the driver in the car I'd rather be on the field playing. I'd rather be like in the trenches doing the work as opposed to one of the one of the thousands of spectators squeezing through the crowds, sitting in the stands any day of the week. And in order for that to happen, you have to put in the work, you have to put in the reps and you have to add your own thought leadership into the mix. So that is my take home message for you today. Uh, Again, join me on Instagram at health printer one sharing lots of great stuff over there hit me up on the dms let me know what you think of the podcast and that's all for today actually one final thing uh let me just quickly we've got two days left for early bird pricing for our luminaries mastermind uh 20 spots they're actually almost all filled up if you want to join us in toronto live for two days with me in the trenches i'm going to walk you through our million dollar model to really help you build a million dollar business. Now, is that going to happen in six months? Probably not, right? Depending on where you're at, maybe. But it's the foundation from which we built a million dollar business in less than a year and how we've grown it since then. So it's worked really well for us, working really well for our clients. And I'm going to walk you through that uh, in those two days. First day is all about the million dollar model. Second day, we're going to be bringing our clients and our mastermind members in. You're going to be kind of thrown into the mix with them. And we're going to talk some next level strategies. And the best thing about this is that it's literally at cost. So you're just paying for the meals. 
and the uh, materials, right? So we cover all the lunches and the dinner, um, but we've got early bird pricing, which expires March 31st, which is coming up in two days. So if you want to join us, two criteria, you have to be actively coaching clients. And number two, you have to be generating revenue. That's it. Okay. So if you're, if you're brand new and you've got no experience and you're like, I just got out of school and I want to coach clients is not for you. Okay. But if you're really good at what you do and you have been coaching clients and you are generating revenue, then this could be a really good fit to double check that. Go to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash two day. So the number two D-A-Y, you'll get all the information for the event. If you're interested, fill out the application. I'll get back to you personally within 24 hours with a yes or no. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing time. So plus Toronto, if you've never been here in the summertime, is phenomenal. So if you want to join us, June 26th and 27th are the dates. And everything is over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash 2-D-A-Y. 2-Day. All right, guys. That's all for today. Thanks so much for joining me. Continue to be awesome do your stuff, be great, do great as I always say, and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Health Preneur Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, here's what I'd like you to do right now. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Health Preneur Podcast on iTunes, and while you're there, leave us a rating or review. It helps us get in front of more people and change more lives. And if you're ready to start or scale your health or fitness coaching business and want to start getting in front of more people, working with them at a higher level without trading time for money, then I invite you to check out our free seven-figure health business blueprint training, totally free right now, and you can do so at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. For now, thank you so much for joining us. Continue to be great, do great, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.